not your normal paranormal. Normal is an illusion. What is normal for the spider is chaos for the fly. Come with us on a journey where the cold creeps up on you, where the shadows are larger than life, where you'll lose your courage and possibly your mind. And you like it like that. <laughs> Not Your Normal Paranormal Podcast explores the weird, unnatural, and unknown. Subject matter may vary and may contain graphic or explicit content that may not be suitable for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Enter at your own risk. Hey everybody, welcome back to Not Your Normal Paranormal Podcast, where we're weird and we like it like that most days. Today, I think we're a little more weird than we need to be, (laughs) because... We're tired, first of all, and Robin is having some a giggle fit of a fit. Um, this week we're going to talk about Area 51. First, we want to say thank you to everybody who listened to episode one. We know it was rough for all of us, especially me. I'm louder than everybody else. I'm trying to modulate farther away from the microphone. Um, also, I made a lot of mistakes. I'm okay with it. I learned. Hope we all learned together. And we're going to begin this episode as usual. With- who are we? We're not your normal paranormal. Who are we? I'm Kylie. I'm Robin. I'm Kat. We're family. Jesus. I love how aggressive that was. No. Okay, people, take that. We are related. Although someone just want to deny it. And now Kylie's going to pull a card from the Game of Thrones tarot deck. We got the Ace of Swords. Awesome. I like aces and swords. (laughs) And a description of the card is, um, I believe it's Jon Snow's hand holding the sword at the wall. Um, What's what's the name of his sword? Wolfsbane? Wolf Wolf something? I have nothing to add because I've never ever watched Game of Thrones. And I know anybody who's listened probably just gave a collective... John Snow brandishes his sword, Longclaw, with the wall before him. Um, The meaning of this card reveals success and a breakthrough, which hopefully we do with this episode. Breakthrough is I'm not going to make many mistakes. I don't know about Robin. Um, It also determines and clarifies the purpose of you get what you want in your work, creative projects, and relationships. So a good card for today's episode. It is a, a very good card. good card for today's episode. <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> All right. We're going to do, do it a little different than we did last time because we kind of broke it down like all of us doing different things, which is crazy. not a complete step away from that. But Robin and I are going to tag team some stuff because there's a lot of information about Area 51, just its history that we're going to cover. And Kylie's going to cover more modern stuff. I'm going to cover the Storm Area 51, the Facebook event. But hey, guys, what do you call an alien spaceship that goes from planet to planet to planet? What do you call it? A UFO. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, she just called aliens hoes. Well, I mean, 
to be fair, we've heard about the experiments they did. It's, it's not like they're in the closet about anything that they do. They own it, except they try to modify your memory. Hello, Dana Scully. The truth is out there. I want to believe. I do want to believe. I want that t-shirt. I know. <laughs> Fox Mulder's my hero. <laughs> okay, Robin, are you going to... Yeah, you're going to start, and I'm going to, because I'm louder than everybody else, I'm just going to kind of chill and interject where so my, I have information. My first little bullet here is kind of a funny. One rule to follow in hunting secret airplanes is avoid cows. The highways that border Area 51 are fence-free, and the cows are poor judges of distance. A local is quoted as saying, they got tan ones for the day and black ones for the night. And it's actually the area was known as Groom Lake. Still is, I guess, but mostly Area 51 is what it's most famous yeah, for. There's several names that it, you can find it under. And so anything to touch on? Well, I want to say that um, the government only really acknowledged the existence of Area 51 in 2013. And after it was acknowledged, um, people reached out to the National Record Archives with the Freedom of Information Act to get information on how and where um, Area 51 came to be. And the first note that I had was that after World War II, when the Soviet Union's Iron Curtain came down, the United States was trying to fly reconnaissance missions over the Soviets. But because we didn't have planes that would fly high enough, we really couldn't see anything without getting caught. So they wanted to develop, they wanted to have an area to develop um, high, re high altitude reconnaissance airplanes. And President Eisenhower in the early 1950s gave the okay for them to find a place to make that happen. In June of 2019, a poll conducted by YouGov found that 54% of U.S. adults think it is likely the government knows more than it's telling about UFOs. 27% saying it's unlikely, and 19% saying they don't know. And according to the CIA, the name Area 51 comes from its map designation. But did I, did one of you mention somewhere that it doesn't follow the map yeah, numbers? Because they wanted a, the map designation of the Atomic Energy Commission, that was the AEC. But in at least one thing I read, it says Area 51 is next to Area 15 on the map. But so I don't know, not knowing how they did their areas, like they may not be in like numerical order side by side, but numerical order in different places yeah. where they've been founded and located. Yeah. And the stated purpose, according to the CIA, of Area 51 is developing and flying high altitude reconnaissance airplanes. And they also went on to do... Stealth fighters and the ox cart and the F F one seventeen Nighthawk. Yeah, yeah. It was previously referred to as Paradise Ranch in order to make the facility sound more attractive to those who would be working there. Kelly Johnson, actually, he was a lead engineer. Mm -hmm. He's the one who came up with it because it was so remote. They were like, nobody's going to come out here. We got to make it sound cooler than this. Paradise Ranch was then shortened to just the ranch. And other nicknames include Watertown and Dreamland. You had, did you have another one? You said, no, you, you said Dream Road. Isn't Dreamland Moss? No, you said Paradise Road. Or Paradise. Road. Yeah, Paradise Road is also what they said. 
Um, I also just want to say that um, when, sorry, I'm trying to say I'm um a lot. If you ever start a drinking game to this podcast, do not do it when we say um. You will never make it through this podcast sober. They, um. <laughs> <laughs> Drink! <laughs> In the 1950s, when this um, first came to be, our airplanes didn't fly more than 10 or 20,000 feet in the air like nowadays you get to your cruising altitude to 30,000 feet back then it was only 10,000 to 20,000 feet so as soon as area 51 was established uh, the air force and the government started getting calls about seeing weird objects flying in the night and that's when they came up with the designation for the ufos and the government claims that it was always and only the high altitude reconnaissance flights because with the high uh, altitude they got up to 60,000 feet which was practically unheard of then for um, a regular aircraft. So we all know that Area 51 has long been a topic of fascination for conspiracy theorists and paranormal enthusiasts who believe it to be the location where the U.S. government stores and hides alien bodies and UFOs. I am going to mention Roswell. Because mm-hmm. there's, there's a lot of talk about it. There were also more than one person has come forward who stated that they worked at Area 51 back in the day, and that they both saw alien aircraft and worked alongside captured aliens to develop and learn to fly alien aircraft. I did not know that. And one of the one, one of the aliens that was specifically mentioned, his name is J-Rod. They gave him the name J-Rod. He was a small gray alien who communicated telepathically. And according to uh, one of the people who came forward, his name is Bill Uhouse said, then that's how I'm going to pronounce it. It is literally spelled U-H-O-U-S-E. According to Bill, there are many species of aliens in the world. And I read it and I thought, well, he means the universe. But no, he means the world because he says that they are working with different governments in the world. So apparently we each have our own little group of aliens we're working with to develop technology. Sounds to me like the aliens want us to fight better or worse. At Area 51, these aliens are called extraterrestrial, extraterrestrial biological entities or EBEs. I kind of have a timeline here, and I know we've crossed some topics together that we can touch on. So you mentioned the um, in the 50s. So in April 12, 1955, CIA officer Richard Bissell, who is overseeing the development of the U-2 plane, first sees the site that would become known as Area 51 while on an aerial scouting mission. Bissell, along with three others, including Colonel Osmond Ritland and Kelly Johnson, director of the Lockheed Corporation's Skunk Works, agreed that the area would make an ideal site for testing the U-2 training pilots and requests the Atomic Energy Commission to add the area to its real estate holdings in Nevada. But Area 51 is run by Edwards Air Force, Air Force Base, right? I believe so. Yeah. Interesting facts about Area 51 that I don't know if you know, but environmental laws do not apply to Area 51. Whatever area they have blocked off or that they've, because they've built over the years, it's bigger mm-hmm. now than it was when they first founded it. Whatever area that they take over do not fall under environmental laws of the United States of America. And also, the base has no direct congressional oversight. 
So they apparently are, nobody's there for checks and balances. Apparently they do what, do whatever they want. They'll do whatever they, they want and they don't tell you anything. I just want to say too, this is crisscrossing, but it's a lot of information. When people first started seeing the flights out of Area 51 and were calling in about UFOs, that's when um, they were getting a lot of natural phenomenon or high altitude weather services. That's what it was. So in July of 1955, the CIA begins using Area 51 to develop the high altitude U U-2 reconnaissance plane. Other aircrafts are also tested at the site. I know we talked about those for a second. Um, we did the bird of prey. <clears throat> yes. Act of blue. In, in November of 1959, a radar test facility is established at Area 51. In October of 1961, in a letter to Bissell, now the CIA's Deputy Director of Plans, that's a job I'd like to have, Director of Plans, <laughs> by CIA Inspector General Lyman Kirkpatrick writes that Area 51 appears to be extremely vulnerable in its present security provisions against unauthorized observation. Yeah. So there, yeah, so apparently there wasn't much security. Well, it's the 50s. It's the 60s. Well, I mean, even in the 60s, though, you still had people freaking out about seeing any kind of aircraft flying above 30,000 feet. In December. Of and how can you hide that? In December of 1961, the first A-12 arrives at Area 51. Yeah, that's when they started testing A-12s. It's also, and I don't know if you're going to touch on this, so I don't want to cross wires with you, but um, not long after that, they also said that they, some people, some, this is air quotes, some people have said that they are testing, they've like captured and tested other people's airplanes, like MiGs. And stuff. So that's what you're seeing also flying around there. In 1974, Skylab astronauts inadvertently take photographs of Area 51. The images are reviewed by the National Photographic Interpretation Center and then stored in a restricted vault. Did you know that? I did not know that. What is Skylab? I'd never heard of it. It makes me think of I'm the Terminator. <laughs> it makes me think of that um, little cartoon Disney channel. <laughs> <laughs> they have a Skylab? I have something similar in my house. Yeah, it's like an intergalactic thing. I think in terms I actually like that show. I mean, I do too. <laughs> they, um, they created a, a, yeah, a different, yeah. Because yeah. you had They're doing from, their hands. I got no idea what they're talking about. You had about. models from Tomorrowland and then they moved into the intergalactic something other. See, you guys say Tomorrowland and I think about Disneyland. <laughs> because Tomorrowland is, a, is, a, is the roller coaster that you ride there. I didn't so, watch your cartoons. In my August, cartoons were Bugs Bunny. <laughs> <laughs> well, I only watch them because of my kids. You know. Right. August of 1976, in a memo from the Deputy Director of Central Intelligence, E.H. Knock, to General David C. Jones, the Air Force Chief of Staff, the Na National Security Council's Committee on Foreign Intelligence approves the recommendation that management of Area 51 be transferred from CIA to Air Force by fiscal year 1978. So that gave them two years to transfer from CIA to Edwards Air Force Base. Yes. My next um, bullet doesn't come until May of 1989. Wow, that's a jump. So from 78 to 89. According to this article, no, there was... Not we'll really see anything in the, of in the 80s is when Bill Uhouse and Dr. Dan Burrish 
And there's some question on whether he was a doctor or an engineer. There's a lot of back and forth on that, but that's when he came forward to talk more about JRA well, or to tell the world about it. Go ahead, Doug. In May of 1989, KLAS reporter George Knapp interviews Bob Lazar, who exposed details about Area 51. Lazar can claims to be working with physicists trying to back-engineer a downed alien spacecraft. The interview generates public interest in the base, obviously. Right. We absolutely want to know anything and everything about alien aircraft and aliens in general. And then there's a big skip in this timeline from um, May of 89 to September of 1994. Okay, let me interject real quick because... Dr. Dan Burge came forward in the 80s, and I believe it was 84, 89. And he's one of the ones, other than Bill Newhouse, who said that he worked with J-Rod. But he said his meetings took place at the S-4 facility that was 12 miles away from the infamous, his words, Area 51. He and a couple of other people came forward, said that they worked on obtaining and cloning alien viruses for biological warfare. He said he also was involved with secret talks between something called Majestic 12, which is a shadowy committee of governments, well, politicians, civil servants, extraterrestrials, military personnel. And I, basically, I guess that's what they were working on was the biological weapons using the alien DNA to make and distribute biological weapons. So my next bullet is, it actually comes from two separate articles because one falls in the timeline and one is just like, you know, one popular UFO conspiracy is that in 1947 in Roswell, New Mexico, remains from a flying saucer that supposedly crashed were brought to the site for reverse engineering experiments in order to replicate the extraterrestrial spacecraft they brought it to area 51 so well, i have a quick question on that okay when did they bring it to area 51 because the roswell crash happened in 47 yeah that's this this talks about that just the general conspiracy no i understand that but it, if it did not say when they brought it because i mean the, area the 51, only reason it wasn't even established till right like that's, eight years later. That's so where, where my was question it? Came in. Did they just leave it there, or wh- where did it go in those eight years? Right. That's yeah. what I was wondering. Yeah. So in September of '94, the U.S. Air Force issues a report stating that the wreckage recovered in Roswell, New Mexico, in July of 1947, often referred to as the Roswell Incident, consisted of a smashed part of the balloons, sensors, and radar reflectors from a classified government project called Project Mogul. I did not find any more information on that. See, I see stuff like that, and then I, that's why my notes are sporadic. If you, if you see a picture of them online, because my nieces do take pictures of my notebooks and theirs, and post them online, mine is always the messy one, because I get diverted. I see Project Majestic, and I'm like, ooh, shiny, what is that? Yeah, um, I didn't get to do as extensive notes because I waited till last minute, so these are just basic things about it. Um, 
In January of 1996, President Bill Clinton signs a presidential determination exempting the Air Force operating location near Groom Lake, Nevada. Any federal, state, interstate, or local hazardous or solid waste laws that might require disclosure of classified info concerning that location to unauthorized persons. I believe you actually touched on that a little bit earlier. I don't think I did. I did if not, not, we talked about it we did before talk we about started recording. We you said you had a note on Bill Clinton that you had elaborate, so he signed something. In 96. I, <clears throat> I find this very funny because one of the things that went around when he was president was that when he first became president, what he was really, really, really interested in was finding out all about the UFO. I, I do. I have a point on that when he talked on Kimmel in on Jimmy Kimmel in um, 2014. Yeah, it's like you're the president of the United States, one of the yeah the biggest best countries in the free world. And the first thing you do is you, you ask about the aliens, yes. and they go, "I'm sorry, Mr. President, we can't give you that information." <laughs> Oh, in March of 1996. Maybe he signed it so nobody else could have the information either. If I can't have it, you can't have it. <laughs> in March of 1996, a citizen suit between former employees at Area 51 and the Department of Defense is filed. The plaintiffs, being the former employees, allege violations of Resource Conservation and Recovery Act. Wait, yeah. In the storage, treatment, and disposal of hazardous waste at the operating location. So the employees themselves weren't happy about what the president had signed in January. Because was it was it blocking their ability to, to report and go, hey, our work conditions here aren't what they should I, be? I believe it was work condition like that because, I mean. But environmental laws, Area 51 is protected. So, yeah, but when did when did that take place? I, it didn't actually. This, I looked because that's how I work, mm -hmm. and it did not give me a definitive date, like on when it took place. So what I assumed was from the beginning, like President Eisenhower went, you know what, y'all just do what you do. Yeah. So then, in July of 1996, another citizen suit between former employees at Area 51 and the Environmental Protection Agency is filed. The court determines that the administrator of the EPA completed her statutory duties with regard to the inspection and inventory of the operating location near Groom Lake. And that was just it. There was no more on it. Wow. So in that span of so, seven months. Wait, and they just told the employees to sit down and shut up. Exactly. If you don't want to work there, quit. Otherwise, deal with it. That's my take on it. Okay. Fun stuff. Well, you know, you can't have a bunch of people coming in running around if there are aliens all over the place and new technology being developed. Kylie's also quiet because she stepped away to make coffee or water or juice or something. Um, in April of 2000, a Russian-built satellite reveals views of Area 51. Really? Um, I didn't get a chance to actually look up and see if they were still there, if you could find them. What is it? But it was April of 2000. When a Russian-built satellite reveals views of Area 51. I'm just going to Google Russian satellite Area 51. And while you're doing that, I'm going to touch on my next point. It takes place three years later in September. President, and now that I look at my notes, it says present. <laughs> <laughs> President George W. Bush signs a memorandum to the Environmental Protection Agency. The memorandum to the administrator states 
I find that it is in the paramount interest of the United States to exempt the United States Air Force's operating location near Groom Lake, Nevada. The subject of litigation from any ap applicable requirement for the disclosure to unauthorized persons of classified information concerning that operating location. So that kind of coincides with the um, what President Clinton signed back in '96. So basically, we're getting goes in and goes, "Hey, let me sign. Let me close this loophole. Let me close this loophole." Yeah. What what year did that say that it took place? Um, it was April of 2000. Okay, because I when I googled that, several things came up, and one of them was from 2019, and I don't know if it was just touching back to that, but this says that title of this article, and it's for the Independent UK, it says the truth is out there, and the Russians have a photograph of Area 51 to prove it. Spooky, isn't it? Hold on, let me look, though. Close to Area 51. It says civilians cannot get close to Area 51, and commercial airlines are not allowed over it, which... I don't think we touched on, but I think pretty much anyone who knows about Area 51 knows this. But if you don't, all of the airspace over 51, and I think so far around it, is controlled airspace. It's protected like the White House, like you, the Pentagon. You only, have to have permission to enter. Only worse, probably, because they will scramble jets and probably get, get them there faster than they would for either of those. It says also, no U.S. president has ever seen it. But now you can peer into the sprawling and spookily mysterious military installation deep in the Nevada desert, thanks to one satellite and the internet. Okay, go ahead, Robin, because I'm not going to read the article. I'm just going to try to find the picture. Yeah. So in 2005, I don't have a specific month or date. A Freedom of Information Act request is filed by Dr. Jeffrey T. Richelson, a senior fellow to the George Washington University Natural, Natu National <laughs> Security Archive. The FOIA request is for info on the CIA's Lockheed U-2 plane reconnaissance program. And I didn't really have a chance to look anything else up on that. And there you can see, like, the Groom Lake. Mm -hmm. Well, you can see it. If you zoom in on it, look, you can see the buildings. Yeah. I don't think we can post this picture because it's probably copyrighted, but you can look, just Google what I did, Russian Satellite Area 51, click on images. It's like the first image out there. And it doesn't really show like super detail because it's outside, but it does show detail on the number of buildings and runways and things and around that there. would have been in 2000, so... Yeah, I would I would like to see what it um what the um what is the other one the Skylab astronauts in seventy four I would like to see what those look like. I don't know. I gotta find out what Kylie found something Google. on it. We'll touch on it in a minute. So, um, what I found on Skylab and that goes back to the nineteen seventy four incident. So, in May of 2011, journalist Annie Jacobson's book, Area 51, An Uncensored History of America's Top Secret Military Base, is published. Um, the astronauts in Area 51, the Skylab incident. Um, basically, it goes on to say, on April of 74, someone in the CIA sent the director of Central Intelligence um, a memorandum regarding a little problem. Um, it says the issues 
arises from the fact that the recent Skylab mission inadvertently photographed the airfield at Grim Lake. There were specific instructions not to do this, the memo stated, and Groom was the only location which had such an instruction. In other words, the CIA considered no other spot on Earth to be as sensitive as Groom Lake, and the astronauts had just taken a picture of it. Um, they had launched into space on November 16th of 73, and um, the crew quickly fell behind schedule early in their mission for a number of reasons. Um, it doesn't really give those other than they had to repair an antenna, fix problems with the Apollo telescope mount, and replenish supplies. So do we know if they were U.S. astronauts or were they from another country? They are Gerald Carr, Edward Gibson, and William Pogue. Carr was a Navy commander, Pogue was in the Air Force. And Gibson was a scientific, scientific, a scientist astronaut with a doctorate of engineering in physics. Okay. So, in 2012, funding for the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program, the Pentagon's secret UFO office, ends. The office spent $22 million over five years collecting and analyzing what they considered anomalous aerospace threats. Real quick, I know we're going backwards. Robin's trying to do her bullets, which we need her to do. But I, I googled Skylab seventy four and looked at images. This is the image that came up, and the tagline is, "The Alpha John Naughty Skylab Astronauts Break the Rules," <laughs> because they took pictures and they were not supposed to. So in August of 2013, the CIA publishes declassified documents which officially acknowledge for the first time that Area 51 is a secret U.S. military site following the FOIA request filed in 2005. The declassified documents concern the history of the U-2 and the A-12 Oxcart aerial surveillance programs that were constructed and tested at Area 51. The documents claim the site... The site's secret status was a way to keep information from the Soviets rather than to cover up an alien encounter. I know you briefly mentioned that. It was to cover up an alien encounter. Listen, people, I want to believe. <laughs> Fox Mulder, is that you? Fox Mulder. <laughs> so in December of 2013, at the 36th Annual Kennedy Center Honors, President Barack Obama becomes the first president to use the phrase Area 51 in public while honoring the actress Shirley MacLaine, who has long been vocal about her interest and belief in UFOs and the extraterrestrial. In April of 2014, she also, this is a side, this is a side podcast. That was a side podcast. I love Shirley MacLaine. That just makes me love her so much more. And Lisa. Oh, I know. Lisa. <laughs> So in April of 2014, in an appearance on ABC's Jimmy Kimmel Live, Clinton jokes that while he was president, he asked aides to investigate what the government knew about UFOs in Area 51. He says, first, I had people go look at the records on Area 51 to make sure there was no aliens down there. I know you're on a roll, but I'm sorry. This is, this is how I roll people because now I'm intrigued. So going back to Skylab, you may have to rewind and listen. It's fine. Skylab 
the astronauts were so naughty that it was abandoned in space in 1974. <laughs> like they got the astronauts off there and they're like, damn it. <laughs> you guys are taking pictures of stuff that you don't need to get out. <laughs> you're, you're done. You've been evicted from space. <laughs> You've been done. Well, it. And just so you know, because I wonder what Skylab was, it says Skylab was a U.S. space. Oh, a U.S. space station launched by NASA in 1973. So we had a space station in 1973. It's 2019. Where's our space station? I know they had the international one, but come on. Anyway, um, it was manned by teams of astronauts as it orbited the Earth. It collected vast amounts of data and images before being abandoned in space in 1974. <laughs> I just thought that was funny because it's like right after they took pictures of Area 51, they're like, get out. We're done here. <laughs> so my last point is um, March of 2016 on Jimmy Kimmel Live again, presidential candidate Hillary Clinton says if elected, she would open government files on any unexplained aerial phenomenon barring any threats to national security. Right. That all of it happened. I was getting ready to say it's all a threat to national security. Kylie will pick up on the last. Real yeah. quick, I, I'm just going to interject once again because that's what I'm doing this episode <laughs> before Kylie gets into Storm Area 51. Area 51 is still very, very much in use today, is. which is why they want to storm it. And flights are still taking place, they're still ongoing today. And one of the claims is it's unsubstantiated naturally, but that they're flying um, aircraft taken from other countries. So we can see how they work and how they maneuver. But in September 2017, Lieutenant Colonel Eric Doc Schultz crashed in the desert in, under mysterious circumstances, and they have refused to release any information about what he was flying and what caused the crash. The three men from the Skylab. Yeah. Um, one of them died in 2014, but the other two are still alive. So Ooh. they obviously aren't talking about anything that happened. Right. They'd already disappeared by now. Yeah. <laughs> They'd have been clocked out. Okay. Well, two other things I wanted to to jump on before Kylie gets in because I find this fascinating, like super fascinating. In addition to um, the development and flying of aircraft for reconnaissance and spying, and in addition to the information about aliens and alien aircraft that people had come forward with, it's also believed, but again, unsubstantiated, because nothing about Area 51 is substantiated except two facts. One, it exists. Thank you, government. And two, it flies and develops aircraft for us but two other things that have come up is one is it's believed that meteorologists at area 51 have experimented with cloud seeding because they were trying to bring rain to drought areas but it is also believed that they've been playing with creating hurricanes and storms and other weather phenomenon as weapons the other thing is, it, the thing called it future transport. There, They say there's a runway at Area 51 known as the Cheshire Airstrip. And it was named after the Cheshire Cat in Lewis Carroll's Alice in Wonderland. It's believed to be only visible 
when watered down because it's camouflaged. And a lot of people say, well, they don't need a camouflage one because they have a lot, but I'm saying if they can camouflage one that just shows when you put water on it, it's for something sneaky. And the other thing is that Area 51 is said to be the center hub for an underground rail system that encompasses the entire continent of North America. I went back to look at that because I thought, well, the U.S., sure. But it, it says also it would include Canada and Mexico. So I think that's pretty interesting because I've heard a lot of stories outside of mention of Area 51 that talk about underground tunnels and underground railways. And to my mind, which again, wants very much to believe, it would just make sense to make Area 51 the center hub of all of that. I do have one point to add before Kylie goes into hers. Um, in June of 1959, the Reno Evening Gazette publishes a story with the headline, More Flying Objects Seen in Clark Sky, and described how Sergeant Wayne Anderson of the local sheriff's office was among several locals to spot what the paper described as an object, bright green in color and descending toward the earth at a speed too great to be an airplane. And that's, that's all I have. So, Kylie? Take it away. She drew an alien on her picture. <laughs> I need to take a picture of that. I did too, but mine looks more like a sad little ghost with no blood. <laughs> <kind of stuff. laughs> we so, find ourselves entertaining if nothing else. So, <laughs> let's kick it off. Let's go. Come on. Let's hear about it. Okay, don't you? You are getting annoying with this one. No coffee Listen. for you next time. <laughs> I, I did a double shot of espresso. She was tired <laughs> and giggling when we first started. Alright, so with what's going on today <laughs> we'll all include a little picture of our uh, alien drawings okay. on our social media. I come in peace. <laughs> <laughs> That's the long and prosper. Um, Lady, don't, don't, <laughs> don't. No, that's better than that. But that's live long and prosper. That's fine. He can do that, but he only has three fingers, Kylie. So he has to do these. Look, his little thumbs down here. Because I drew him. <laughs> okay, let's go. Let's hear about. Okay. I wish that would have been the So going. <laughs> Storm Area 51, they can't stop all of us. Um, is a Facebook event that was created on June 27th by three Facebook pages. One was a meme page. One was a video meme. game. Meme. Not meme. I swear, I looked at her because it said, <laughs> I thought she said one was a meme page. And I go, wow, they're, they're actually labeling that now? This one, is a meme page. One page was a video gaming creator. And the other was gaming an event planning. Planning. Okay. So they created Storm Area 51, They Can't Stop All of Us, as a joke. Um, they set the time to storm it on September 20th at 3 a.m. Okay, so they weren't expecting it. They weren't expecting it to go viral, but by July 27th, they had 1.9 million people who had RSVP to the event. Okay, let me just sit here for everybody else's sake. Lean closer or tilt your headphones. Duh. 
What do you mean they didn't expect it to go viral? It's aliens. It's Area 51. They thought it was just going to be like a it's small... a bunch of people ha-ha, getting together. Move on. These are obviously people who are not in touch with their culture because there's no way you can say anything about going to Area 51 and people are going to be like, oh, that's funny. You're going to have a million people sign up to go. All right, if you're going, I'm going. Are you going? Because I'm going. They did have I'm the going FBI if you're going. come talk to them, though. The creators of those pages. The I'm FBI sure they did. The FBI is they like, were like, um, it was a joke. The FBI is like, listen. And the FBI doesn't laugh. So they were like, listen, <laughs> this is not funny. Take it down. You're going to get in trouble. Well, they didn't take it down. But it sparked widespread interest. Um, and a bunch of people poked fun are poking fun at the people that are going, but at the creators. So there's a lot of memes going around. Um, one of my favorites because you know um, the Simpsons have predicted so much that's came to pass. There is an episode where the guards of Area 51 are posing with aliens, <laughs> and it's got the raid set for in September of 2019. Um, I looked up the episode. Um, so hey, there's that. Maybe we'll get on this real quick. Um, Pictures. <laughs> I moved ahead in your timeline, but on July 12th of 2019, Laura McAndrews and Air Force spokesperson says government officials are aware of the facebook event she says area 51 is an open training range for the u.s air force and we would discourage anyone from trying to come into the area where we train america where we train american trained forces the u.s air force always stands ready to protect america and its assets yeah, said, hey you show up at area 51 we're gonna shoot your ass we got ray guns that's been a topic that's been going around crazy too is Please don't do this because we're going to kill you all. But, I mean, if they would actually realize they can't stop us all and start a revolution here, other than Area 51. Anyway, uh, I just want to say here that, you know, they say they can't stop us all. But, again, it's Area 51. We don't know how much technology they have, people. I mean, we're They're going to capture your ass. They're going to experiment. The public, and they're going to modify your memory. The public has such a behind electronics there's so much more that they have that they're keeping and they're making it seem like oh we're advanced now but oh no we're not nearly okay did you hear me asking where my space station is yeah i was promised flying cars a lot of the people that are the age of my niece are not aware of this and i'm actually too young for this but i watched a lot of old tv when i was younger but we were promised flying cars before the year 2000. Now, my car flies, but that's only because I drive fast. <laughs> <laughs> that she does. <laughs> but there are people that are actually planning to attend this event. Um, so many, in fact, that within a 40-mile radius, which is just what I looked up, was the 40-mile radius around Area 51. But everything is booked solid from hotels, motels, to Airbnbs for that whole weekend. Um, it doesn't and even include, like, campgrounds and... And yeah, include everything. And let me just say this is fact because in prep for this episode, I was like bored a little bit one night and I was like, I'm gonna call and see if I can get a room. And you can't <laughs> no. like you read it in the news and they go, Oh, everything's booked. And I the way my brain works is maybe they're just trying to discourage me from going and they're saying everything's booked. No, no, I called at least three places, everything is booked. <laughs> Um, I found something from the co-owner of the Little Ellen, which is the little tin room motel that's alien themed about 
it's just down the road from Area 51. Um, they're not only booked solid for this weekend, but they are booked for the next three weekends that line up with the timeline of the September 20th raid of this year. You have to look at it this way. They say raid, but once you get that many people in an area, they might stage a sit-in, stand-in, alien-in. Uh, I don't know, but they're going to hang There's for a minute. There's that a bunch of places are trying just to make it into an alien-themed festival. Um, okay, but how cool would that be? Well, okay, I, I know they said on that. the vendors. Is that what you're going to talk about? August 9th, 2019, the Alien Stock Festival, a festival celebrating aliens, is set to take place September 19th through the 22nd in Rachel, Nevada, is announced. They're, we're aiming to establish something unique here, a meeting place for all of the believers. Come out to the desert to dive into a world full of live music, arts, and camping under the stars, the festival's website said. I read that, something about aliens. And that then, was just a few minutes ago, or just a few days ago. Oh, I have a thing to say. And then in August, August 20th, 2019, officials in Lincoln County, Nevada, vote to pre-sign an emergency declaration in preparation of the influx of visitors. But quickly, in September September 10th, 2019, organizers cancel alien stock, saying critical infrastructure needed was not provided for this festival. Instead, people are encouraged to attend the Area 51 celebration in Las Vegas. And that's the first I'd heard about. Yeah, that. They're trying to they're trying to shift yes. it. Yeah. They're trying to shift the they are. Area 51. But um let me just say real quick, hold your thought because I have to say this and you can cut this and edit it in any way you want. But I heard alien stock, like Woodstock, and I went, oh my God. Does that not remind you of the club scene in Star Wars? I'm a geek. I admit it, but come on. When they walk into the bar. Yeah, I've never seen Star Wars. Don't kill me now. Oh my God. I. The tagline that we use at the beginning that says we're a family. No, we're not. I'm here by disowning her. She's lying. I'm I'm talking about the original Star Wars, and she's saying she never seen it. I'm not even talking about the Margaret stuff. Um, cut that. No. (laughs) Go. (laughs) (laughs) But um, the vendors from restaurants to clothing sellers, they have all put together Area 51 themed merchandise and foods and cakes and stuff they're gonna profit pretty well from well i wanted to get a food i want to go so bad i'm so bad i'm gonna i was like i want to i want to get a food truck and go out there alien enthusiasts but you're also just gonna have to spend time there to just watch and i want to make alien food and alien cupcakes (laughs) yeah because um like that new roswell show where they have the little um diner that's alien themed yeah, a bunch of places are taking that over for the weekend, and everything's going to be pretty much alien themed there. I like the new. I, I haven't seen, seen it. I, I saw like the, the old one. one. <laughs> the old one's good. I like the new one, but maybe it's just because I really like the actor. I haven't had a chance to watch good. the new one yet. It's good. I don't watch the new one. It's on Netflix, isn't it? I don't watch Netflix. Any TV month. Is it? No, it's CW, ain't it's it? It's a CW show. You can find the original on Netflix, I believe, still. But, so, we're going to go back into this. (laughs) On Tuesday, September 10th, police were called to the Nevada National Security Site, 
which is a government nuclear nuclear facility 10 miles from Area 51 because two YouTubers recently traveled to the States um, from the Netherlands. Netherlands. They came with Peter Pan. They're some of the Lost Boys. Oh, they so are now. now. <laughs> Locked up abroad at this point. Um, but they came to visit the site. Um, they were they were spotted three miles into the perimeter of Area 51, so that's pretty far on foot. I want to know, because it never tells us, it, and it never will, what point they went in to get three miles in. Because you know they didn't go through the main gate. Their car was found, um, uh, I think they said less than half a mile inside of the perimeter. It had a laptop, a drone, and a video camera. Okay, so, so I'm just trying to figure out how all of that was in the car and they weren't in the car because wouldn't they that didn't happen. Do that? that did not happen. That that was in whatever news reports. No, 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 no. Whatever they're reporting, these lost boys would not <laughs> have left that stuff in the car because exactly. you would you would bring that with you. Exactly. If I'm three miles in I'm close enough to fly that drone over and see some stuff. I mean, exactly. I'm going to set up some kind of radar. Exactly. I want to, That's what I said. I would very much like to see, and I'm going to look, but I doubt we'll ever hear, a follow-up story where mm-hmm. anybody talks to these two lost boys and gets any information out of them. Because I would like to know exactly what happened. <laughs> <laughs> but Yeah, that's what I was saying. When I was reading through the articles of where the car was found and what was found in the car. And I'm just sitting here thinking, if I made it that far, why, I am not why, leaving my equipment in the car. Why would you leave I mean, your Maybe equipment? they had other equipment, but it doesn't, it didn't mention it them, doesn't being, found them being found with anything. It just mentions their car found with their stuff in it. Okay. So yeah. here's the thing. Either I would have a backpack. I either. would have, I'd be carrying my drone. My computer would be in there. But you'd be flying I got drone. it. I know what happened. They've, they've already been modified. Like, the military got them as soon as they crossed the thing, and they're like, okay, we're going to modify their memories. We're going to say we found them here. We're going to say we found this here. They're going to go along with it because mm-hmm. we've got it. And nobody's going to question the fact that they were hiking into Area 51 without their equipment on them. Nobody, nobody's going to say anything about that. Nobody's even going to notice that we said three but miles in. How many miles does Area 51 cover? Nobody knows. Mm-hmm. Oh, probably they do know. Um, That's what you were doing. But both, both of the Lost Boys were arrested on trespassing charges. Um, but yeah, that was the biggest thing for me is, okay. but that was the whole thing for me is why were they found three miles in without their equipment? Why were they found three miles in? I don't know. How did people, they get the car in? There's people monitoring that. Because they have security. Well, here's the thing. There's not, there's not a lot of people on the ground around the fence, supposedly, but that fence is monitored in other ways yeah so i'm thinking my thought is so where's the weak spot but i mean at this point too show me on a map where they say that they were going to be shooting people that came in but they didn't shoot them they're they They weren't going to shoot people they were not i mean it did not say that it said that they weren't afraid to protect well i mean rubber bullets maybe tear gas maybe ray gun probably but they were saying they would Always stand ready to protect not real bullets. America and its yeah. assets. Because the thing about but it where is, where was that when you understand it's a big government facility, that. you understand they're going to protect it. But if they shoot people on the ground, 
Storm Area 51 will become a real thing. Because if they were ready to get protect it, why weren't, I mean, especially this close. At least that's how it would have happened They're just going to release the Predator to protect it when somebody gets there. They don't have the Predator. They couldn't hold the Predator. I'm or not. Alien, for that matter. They would already all be I eaten. know, but it's a meme and it's just, funny. Just burst open everywhere. you got to get into the meme world. We're Another thing we didn't actually touch on was uh, um, the movies. You know, like Independence Day. Well, there is a video game that was released in 2005 called um, Area 51. Paul, you guys haven't seen it. It's a Simon Pegg, Nick Frost movie. They're traveling to, and they they come to the United States because they're they're from England. They come to the United States to see the alien stuff, and they pick up the little alien who Seth Rogen does his voice. I vaguely remember hearing Sigourney Weaver's president. There's also um, two episodes in the X Files. She's in it anyway. It's um, the sixth season, episodes four and five, collectively titled Dreamland. I didn't really touch on them. It's been a while since I've watched them. I just wanted to mention it. It involves I, um, doing this really Mulder and Scully headed and toward Area good, 51 and like on the, the highway. Two seasons. On the highway, they get mobbed by um, black jeeps and basically men in black. And something happens and like a spacecraft travels above them. And somehow the lead man in black... And Mulder's minds get swapped, but nobody else is aware of it. Awesome. And so Mulder, Mulder gets to be in charge. So, okay. and it's just that it says that Mulder, when he's in Fletcher's body, you know, that's his mind is in Fletcher's body. He's, he calls Scully and Scully just doesn't believe him because, I mean. I'm sorry. That doesn't make sense in the context of the film because Scully knows Mulder well enough that Mulder could have said something and for Scully to go, oh, okay. Yeah, and I, I believe it took a while. Well, yeah, because she was the skeptic of the show. And then somehow they get switched back. Area 51 is also featured in Stargate. I like Stargate, in case you didn't notice by that little singing. But, yeah. Area 51, they, they actually find another Stargate at Area 51 in the TV show, not in the movie. Mm-hmm. And I know, I, I mean, I like the Have you seen movies. Have you seen Stargate? I, I believe I've caught oh bits and pieces with Nana. Um, oh I watched gosh. Stargate Atlantis. Well, yeah. Hello, Jason Lamar. Yeah. <laughs> Reason love, number one. I love Stargate Atlantis. And <laughs> not just because of Jason Lamar, although he adds vibrancy. <laughs> to the TV show. <laughs> I've seen bits and pieces of Stargate, but I haven't watched it. Watched it. Huh? You got more. So I guess. No, I, well, I just want to say right here that um, in a future episode, I'm not sure when because we have the next few episodes mapped out, but in a future episode, we are going to touch specifically on aliens. Sightings, you know. And Men in Black. It may be a. Maybe in one episode, or they may be two separate episodes. It'll yeah. depend. I mean, we'll find enough stuff on aliens to do three or four episodes. We're going to condense it to one this time. But I don't know how much information you can find on Men in Black, the shadowy government people. Yeah. So thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. It was a little more chaotic. There were less ums this time, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'll listen later. And mark my mistakes. You can find us on Facebook at um, our face or our our page is not your normal paranormal. We can be found on Twitter and Instagram at not norm paranorm. 
And I believe that's all our social media. Yeah, please check our sites. We're going to post some content there. We're working on getting more content out there. We're both three very visit, busy people, so... Both. We're all, we're, we're, all of us, we're, not <laughs> we're all three very, Robin very busy people. I really hope you're enjoying it too. Because it's fun and fascinating. And I mean, if nothing else, if you can't laugh with us, laugh at us. Exactly. We did. We're weird. <laughs> and we like it like that. And we're going to keep it weird. Have a great day. Thanks for listening.